Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Purple Mafia is available on the sportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Well, it's nice to be back on board again. Nice to be back from the bye, but uh, I don't know. I think we just left our, uh, I think we just left our game on, on the airplane or whatever the heck it was, wherever vacations they were on, or we just left it back at the U.S. Bank Stadium against the Houston Texans or something. I mean, that's basically what it was. Uh, Vikings fall 21 to 10, thanks to a garbage time touchdown for the Vikings. Luckily, we got a touchdown with 34 seconds remaining. It was our first touchdown of the whole day. In a game that just really nothing went right. You know how you know how sometimes you have one of those days, you get out of bed, you fall out of bed, then as you head to the restroom to whatever you do, wash your hands, shave, whatever the heck you do, you slip on something, maybe you cut your face when you when you're shaving, and then after that you try to you, know, you think you started making coffee and the coffee maker doesn't work. Or you forgot to put coffee in the filter, or the filter folded over, or all of the above. It's it's, it's just one of those kind of days. And then you start to go to work and you forgot your wallet. Or before you start to go to work, your keys. You, you can't find your freaking keys and it takes forever. And that's on top of all the other things. Yeah, that's kind of about how this game started. and Well, kind of. And then it's kind of how it continued, actually. Um, it looked like the Vikings were going to kick the Eagles' ass. It, it really did. Uh, Carson Wentz looked overwhelmed. He looked like the, it looked like the Vikings' defense was going to force turnover after turnover. But then... Right after the Vikings are gift-wrapped today, <laughs> Paul on the two-yard line, thanks to a Sandejo interception, which unfortunately was injured on the play and did not get in the end zone. He should have, and that would have changed everything, but wouldn't return after an ankle injury. Vikings just can't get anything done. We tried to get smart, putting Mr. Long in there. Oh, yeah, Long, yeah. <sighs> you try to put him in the left tackle. What does he do? Well, not much, not much good. Um, ends up being called for a f- <laughs> no protection when we try to run. We get nowhere forward, and the next thing you know, he's called for a for a face mask as Bradford's hit during an interception. And uh, there you go. As oh yes, Brad, Sam Bradford throws his first interception of the year right into the end zone, so we get nothing out of it. That was quite unfortunate, and that's kind of how the first quarter was. The Eagles also looked like they had a touchdown, and then that ended up being called a, a down. After it was a touchdown, it ended up being called a dead ball. So Vikings luck out there, thank God. But then after that, it was pretty much just a game of hot potato. Uh, here you go, take it. No, you take it. No, you take it. No, you take it. Sam Bradford, it must have been about 17 strip sacks in the game. Two officially lost, so three official turnovers to Sam Bradford. It could have been 100,000, though. Uh, the offensive line was... <laughs> can I, I mean... You know, I, I it was horse shit, you know, and, and I don't like to swear in the show very much, but I got to reserve the right to swear curse a little bit, a, a little bit. I'm not going to put an explicit on this show because I'm not going to come up here and drop F-bombs every five minutes. Other shows are welcome to do that. That's their thing. That's not my thing. That's just not what I'm trying to be. I, I'm sorry. Um, other than that, really quick before I say anything else. Blair Walsh made a 48-yard field goal. That's what put the Vikings ahead. And on a windy day, a cold day in Philadelphia, a cooler day anyway, it wasn't as cold as some people want you to believe. Everybody's wearing winter hats when it's like 30, 50, 40 degrees out because it's windy. That's not cold. It's just cool. That's all. <laughs> but anyhow, 48-yard field goal on the road outside for Blair Walsh. So that's a positive for the day. And on the offensive side of the ball anyway. The defense did a great job. I mean, they forced fumbles, inter- multiple interceptions on Carson Wentz. 
you had two attempts in the red zone, one on the two yard, one on the 17, and you get zero. I mean, that's that's just horse bleep. It, it really is. You fumble the ball away, you throw an interception in both cases, you get zero points. It's just horse bleep. You get a, you get a decent drive, and then you end up having to settle for a 48-yard field goal. The Philadelphia defense was better than I remember. <laughs> it, it, it got better, and yeah, you got Jim Schwartz over there as the defensive coordinator. It's almost forget about that. Uh, just cheap, chippy style, and whatever. If it works, it works. And Philadelphia is now 4-2 and two to, uh, due to that. They have a winning record, obviously. Still look like a team that could legitimately win the uh, NFC East. And if they do, good luck to them. Um, this is not the kind of game that leaves you feeling we're a Super Bowl contender. I mean, Super Bowl contenders don't have games like this, do they? Uh, now, Pittsburgh got their butts kicked by Philadelphia, so I suppose it's possible. It's possible because a lot of people do see Pittsburgh as a Super Bowl contender, and I guess Philadelphia had another one of those games. Multiple other reasons you could come up with. Take them them as you will. I mean, you know, just throwing darts in the dark here, I guess you could say. Philadelphia is undefeated at home. Both of their crappy losses were on the road. Okay. Vikings look invincible at home, so that's good. Still to this point, the Vikings would have home field advantage if they play Philadelphia right now. But if we're tied with Philadelphia, well, guess who would have home field advantage then? And to me, I don't think the Vikings would win a playoff game in Philadelphia. I, I, I don't think so. Uh, it's possible, but from what I saw today, I don't know. Uh, the other small little tidbit is the Vikings' history in Philadelphia is pretty much garbage. I mean, you lose a playoff game there way back in 2008, was it? No, no, we lost a home game to Philadelphia in 2008. Can you imagine that? And then back in 2004, when the Vikings <laughs> snuck past the Packers with an 8-8 eight and eight record and got to the second round and then got, you know, horse bleed by Philadelphia, went on to the Super Bowl that year. Uh, Vikings never win in Philadelphia. And, of course, our playoff record against Philadelphia isn't too good either. You know, um, Vikings have had home success against the Eagles, and that's been fun. We've enjoyed that. It's certainly not perfect again because we lost a home playoff game to them. Again, the ones that matter most, not just kind of going, getting to three and two, four and two, like we did back in the late '90s and early 2000s and mid 2000s and late 2000s. And isn't that adorable? Um, but bottom line here, Sam Bradford did not have a good game. No, but there's so many quote unquote excuses you could you could defend Sam Bradford with. Long's not ready, man. <laughs> Long is not ready for anything. Uh, that guy, I don't know. I mean, sure, you bring him in. He's had multiple ACLs, shoulder injuries, back injuries, and he played just a couple snaps with Atlanta last season. You get this. You get the hopes up. Wow, he's a first overall pick years ago back in 08. But again, that's years ago, of course. And... If he was so good, so ready to rock and roll, he would have been signed by somebody right now. I mean, who wouldn't sign a Pro Bowl left tackle <laughs> if he's sitting on the streets? Who wouldn't sign him? As long as you have cap space enough to pick him up. And it didn't take a whole lot to get him. It's not like we're banging down the door and you got to offer him, you know, $30 million guaranteed, you know, and a $65 million contract for four years or something like that. We didn't have to do that. So, I mean... Whatever, it's just hoping for the best here because T.J. Clemming's not so great. Though he he improved a little bit because a fire was lit under him at this stage, bringing bringing Long in. But that guy got used and abused out there. Uh, Alex Boone was bleeping horrible, just horrible, and then undisciplined later on, getting penalties, just stupid idiot. I mean, you know, Alex Boone 
you know, I'm I'm sorry. So far, he has not been as advertised. You know, go ahead and defend him all you want. He's not been that good. He's had a couple of good games, okay? He's had a couple of good games, and he brings the attitude and all that. That's good. I appreciate that. But he's not been that good. He has not been as a lot of us hoped he would be. Um, Fusco sucks. You know, he sucks. I, I, I think we're all sick of him at this stage. Berger's okay. He's decent. Kind of like John Sullivan. Just decent. You know, John Sullivan was, was better than decent sometimes. But then oh, he, the injury bug bit, just like Matt Burke. Injured, 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 injured. Always something, you know. Matt Burke. It, it, was, a, it was a hernia. It was this, it was that. It's just all the time. <sighs> yeah. Mm. yeah. I'm just a little bit ticked off with this one. The Vikings defense was good enough for this team to win this football game today. Without a doubt. Despite the fact there were points where I think they got beat and, and you know, Hendricks got, got dragged. And that was frustrating. Kendricks, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just a, might as well call him whatever he is at this point because I'm so frustrated. But um, he got dragged around on a play that I think the tackle should have been made. And it, it just led to a Philadelphia score when it just, the, the game was still very much up in the air, very much up for grabs. Stuff like that. But overall, though, this defense was good enough for the Vikings to win this football game if the offense showed up to play, if the special teams showed up to play. I mean, what did the special teams do that was good today? Okay, Jeff Locke had a 50-yard punt, and he averaged 45.3. So, Jeff Locke, you are the MVP of the special teams today. Marcus Gerald's Mr. Reliable to catch the ball. Couldn't even catch it today. You know, you know, he he fumbled the ball away. It wasn't that he caught it. He fumbled it. He couldn't gain control of the ball. That wasn't good. Um, whatever, man. You know, seriously. I mean, it, it, it was just nothing special at all today uh, for the special teams. Then you give up the touchdown on special teams. That was extremely irritating. I mean, I, I can't even accept that at, at all. Josh Huff, Josh huffed his way all the way to the end zone, 98 yards. Plays that I think they're, play, you know, you could have got an angle on the guy. I mean, and of course you could say that on any kickoff. This is a kickoff return, by the way, not a punt return, which is, punt returns, it's less likely to get a return, but once the guy gets loose, then all of a sudden, bada bing, bada boom, you might have something going. Where kickoff returns, there's more space, but then there's also more time for the, for the, uh, for the uh, gunners and such to come and make a tackle. But Josh Huff, I mean, the angles were poor. And then <laughs> Blair Walsh, you know, you, on, a, on a day you make a 48-yard field goal on the road, you know, and maybe maybe he would have made more if you given the opportunity. If we didn't blow it on fourth downs, he couldn't even get a fourth down conversion. Um, but the guy just rolled over to Josh Huff. I mean, you'd think, <laughs> you'd think Bruce Smith was running at Blair Walsh. I mean, just at least attempt. I mean, attempt. Put your helmet in the guy's stomach, something, to make him get knock him off kilter a little bit. I mean, for God's sakes. He, I mean, there was not even an attempt. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah, pardon the goofy sound of sounds I'm making out of my mouth right now, but it was one of those, man. I mean, what would we call today? One of those. You know, that might be the perfect title for this episode. One of those. Because... You can't win every game. I get that. But this was horse shit. Seriously. Seriously. This was horse shit. Uh, the, de- the defense keeps you in the game enough, but then your offensive line can't even protect the quarterback for like five seconds. 
the old thing goes, <laughs> and it's like insert the quarterback name, Sam Bradford in this case, it's hard for him to throw the ball from his back. It really is. Especially when, well, once he's on his back, he's been touched and he's down. Kind of hard for him to throw the ball. Um, I mean, defenders were constantly able to harass Bradford all day. Again, there were about 100 strip sacks in the game. I mean, I, I couldn't even keep track of all of them. I, I mean, how can you? They're just letting them through. I mean, ah, uh, <laughs> I don't even want to continue on it. It's an unreviewable game for me in, in that sense. The defense again, I mean, when you have Wentz, Carson Wentz struggling the way he was early on, you thought the Vikings were going to blow the crap out of these blankers. <laughs> but then the offense can't get anywhere. Uh, Matt Asiata was strong. He had that big run, about 21 yards. We appreciate that very much. And it gave us a little teeny bit of hope. And then you had the offense drive all the way down the field in that third quarter, early fourth, actually, to hopefully get the Vikings back in this thing. And then who knows? It's an eight-point game. It's still got a shot. Maybe it's a seven-point game if you convert the two-pointer, so to speak. And and you get into the red zone. And then again, you know, false start, this, that. Just one thing after another. And you, you get to a fourth and one. And you can't convert it. The third and one miffed the crap out of me, though. I mean, Zach Line? I mean, why are we giving the ball to Zach Line? I, I, I didn't understand. And I know the Vikings were trying to call timeout first and such. But still, I mean, it, that kind of miffed me. That was a strange play. I, I, I don't know. Uh, just the whole situation was frustrating. You could tell, obviously, Mike Zimmer was pissed off at the officials. And a lot of things did not go the Vikings' way today with the officials. But with all the turnovers we were able to get, the interception by Rhodes and, and uh, Sandejo and, and Anthony Barr grabbing, picking up fumbles and such, it was, it was nice and very cool. Um, you can't blame it all on the refs. The refs didn't help, that's for sure. But if you're just going to come in and blame it on the refs, I mean, I, I, I don't know. You might as well just be a rube, I suppose. And a lot of us are rube-like when we're actually watching the game in the heat of the battle. But when you sit down and kind of think about it, Whatever. I mean, when when the offense can't even convert fourth and one, situ- situations like that, third and one in the red zone, you still come out with nothing. You wind up with absolutely zero. It's like you know we're going to lose the football game when you see that kind of crap. And that's pretty much that pretty much sums things up along the way. Don't really want to talk about this anymore. I mean, what what is there to say? I mean, the offensive line sucks, and it sucked for so long, and it's so frustrating. And, you know, you want to believe this is a Super Bowl contender, but off but the trenches. The game's won in the trenches. I mean, we've said it how many times? That's, that's, football, uh, that's football kindergarten, football 101, whatever the heck 101 even means, by the way. But... The game's won in the trenches, and the trenches stunk for us today. I mean, it, it, you get the idea. What what more is there to say? I mean, it's a complete joke. Uh, and Long needs to Long needs to hopefully get something together. You can't expect him to go out there and perform at a high level just coming in off the streets like that. And you know, regardless of how, if he's kept in shape and and he's this, he's that. He's not up to NFL speed. Putting him in there in the red zone, I think, was a very, very questionable coaching decision, regardless of how disappointing TJ Clemmings has been. You know what? Take your chances with Clemmings rather than that. I mean, that was disappointing. I mean, that, that kind of set the tone when the Vikings could not capitalize on a, on a, in, in, the, in, in the red zone and first and goal like that. You, you come up with nothing. I mean, it, 
that's a that's a coaching error for me. And God bless all of them, but that obviously, I mean, that absolutely is not going to get it done for me at any point in time. Um, Jake Long was just not ready to play. Not ready to play. End of story. That's it. So let's jump into the awards before I drag this out any longer. Repeat myself. Get frustrated. Whatever it is. <laughs> Whatever it is. Um, Fran Tarkenton Award. I'm going to give it to... Boy, you know, Xavier Rhodes and, you know, guys like that. Xavier Rhodes, I think, deserves one, um, deserves it. It's like, it's going to be almost like a tie. Uh, first, before I come back to that, I'm going to give the, I'm going to give the Christian Potter Memorial to Jake Long and the coach's dis- coaching decision to put him in there. He, he just, he, he's not ready. He is going to get the Christian Potter Memorial. He was ponder-like out there, absolutely non-existent. And you know what? Alex Boone absolutely is going to get a Christian Ponder Memorial for his terrible play. He's been a huge disappointment since he suited up for this team, as far as I'm concerned. If you want to sum it all together, including the decent games, you put it all in one freaking, you bottle it all up his season. It's one big pile of caca so far because the awful has out, has, has definitely outshowing the good with uh, Alex Boone, as far as I'm concerned. It's been but awful as far as I'm concerned with him. So now I'm repeating myself. The other Fran Award, it ain't going to Kendricks because he got his butt kicked. Uh, you know, the defensive line, you didn't see the pressure that you see all the time. It, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing you saw. Um, I'm just going to give it to Xavier Rhodes. That's it. I mean, I'm just going to give it to him as far as uh, at this stage. Um, and Anthony Barr will get like a smaller version of one, basically. Like an honorable mention for the Fran Tarkenton Award for this one. Ain't nobody on offense getting anything. Even Matt Asiata not converting on that fourth and one. Whatever, man. You know, you, you can get that. He can get that. And he, there were so many chances in this game where uh, Matt Asiata, as good as he was, could not convert on those short yardage plays. And it drove me absolutely nuts. So, a slightly shorter review today, because, again, it was that frustrating. Let's take a break. Let's calm down now. I'm going to try to calm down. I don't blame you if you broke stuff in your house. Luckily, I didn't. I tried not to. I didn't, so. (laughs) Calm down. Get a little chuckle out of the George story, hopefully. Hopefully, it somewhat lightens up the mood. And we'll come back and... Review the NFC North a bit, of course, the roundup. Look around the league a teensy tiny bit and talk about the Halloween game against the Chicago Bears. Monday night football with the jack-o'-lanterns included in this one. You better watch out. Don't let those kids come and harass you and annoy you when you're trying to watch the Vikings romp up on those Bears, right? Or so we hope they do. They better. They damn well better against that team. I think they should. Yes. So we'll do that right after this. And now, another installment of George Stories. We often visit my aunt in New Alm from my mom's side. So we stopped at a gas station because, well, obviously we needed to fill up as we got into New Alm, the general store there. And my dad's old uh, Buick Regal was, you know, kind of had seen better days. It's leaking oil a tiny bit, so we were going to add oil to it. And he says, make sure, make sure not to (laughs) spill oil on the machine. I don't want to start a fire. So then I start to put it in and one tiny little drop hits the engine and there's smoke everywhere. And he goes, oh, that's really nice, you asshole. Thank you very much. 
and I like the whole world can hear you. And then luckily things got better from there. Segment number two, time to do some NFC North Roundup. And, of course, look around the NFL and preview the Chicago Bears game on Halloween night, Monday night football again. So another little bit weird, tough schedule type of thing. It is what it is. We'll just have to go with the flow with that one. (laughs) And, yeah. Uh, The preview and and the uh, North Roundup should be pretty easy because the Bears and the Packers played each other Thursday night, so that's two and one right there. Kind of all in, it's almost like three and one in a way. Detroit played today as well. I should um, mention a couple things, pick up a couple pieces that I kind of, you know, left out there uh, in the previous segment because I just kind of was frustrated. Just kind of wanted to get the game, get through the game review as best I could. And I should mention though. Something here, honorable mention for uh, Cordero Patterson. I, I I have to talk about this. He was targeted seven times and led the team with seven receptions today. That is something that you wouldn't have heard all of last season. And a lot of us, really, quite frankly, coming into this season, didn't think we were going to hear very often during the course of this season. So... There it is. I mean, he led the team in receptions. 67 yards, and yes, he did catch the touchdown, unfortunately more on the garbage time uh, you know, side of things. But, you know, uh, hey, he got a touchdown reception. He had another one earlier in the season as well that was a little bit more meaningful quite recently, in fact. So, yeah, um, there it is. <sighs> nice to see him lead the team in receptions again. Stefan Diggs, you know, he's just not healthy right now, and the chemistry between him and, well, and Sam Bradford, it's not that it's bad, it's just that coverages are kind of picking up on things, that type of deal, and I don't know, I don't know why the Vikings tried to go deep so much when they could just uh, try to go underneath, you know, that's how teams beat up on the cover two, and the Vikings just did not do a good job of that today, Um, and of course, yeah, I mean, just in general, the offense was bad. I don't know. The coaching was not good today, to be quite honest. Um, so I'm kind of like picking up the pieces again here. So do apologize for that. <laughs> I had to kind of back up again on this. Uh, even Ronnie Hillman saw some action today, which is kind of interesting. He's, he's alive and well there. Wow. But he was a minus six. Uh, we'll leave that alone. We'll just leave that alone. It's nothing really to say there. He did make one catch for two yards, though. Charles Johnson continued to annoy me. Um, a very catchable pass. And you notice he wasn't throwing the ball to again after that. Targeted once, a very catchable pass was not brought in. So there you go. I had to bring those numbers up because it was more of an emotional type of situation there for me. So wanted to backtrack a teensy tiny bit in this one. You gotta, you kind of got to do what you got to do. New England Patriots, they're going to remain number one on the old power ranking. On a, a lot of people had the Vikings at number two overall. Some people even had the Vikings number one overall. They're not going to be number one now. Uh, Patriots are number one for sure. Vikings will probably, uh, they'll still be in the top five without a doubt. And hopefully they pick things up and get back into gear against the Chicago Bears. I would expect that. But Jiminy Christmas games like today, just man, oh man. 
21 to 10 does not reflect what an awful game today truly, truly was. Today or Sunday, whenever you're listening to the show, of course. So, the Detroit Lions beat the Washington Redskins today in Ford Field. Matthew Stafford continuing to play really well. Uh, The Detroit Lions, ladies and gentlemen, don't look now, but the Detroit, Detroit Lions are in the playoff front. They are four and three. You heard that. Yes, four and three. Um, I didn't see this coming. Good on them. Congratulations, Detroit, for making yourself into a decent football team. And they dropped the Washington Redskins to 4-3. and three. Yeah, it's a home game, but still, way to take advantage of things. Uh, Stafford efficient. Not the highest completion percentage you ever saw, but efficient. And quarterback rating of 103.5, 266 yards, 29 attempts. Not that many. 62% total. No interceptions, though. That's a big key. Uh, he didn't have any moments where it was like, oh, boy. You know, and then it can change the whole game and screw over the Detroit Lions, who today did not have much of a running game, more of a passing game. Washington's got a really nice passing game, by the way. Um, they really do. They even have a good running back in Chris Thompson. At least today, he looked pretty good. 6.1 yards per carry, 73 yards, only a 16 long, just flat-out consistency along the way. Kirk Cousins was very, very efficient, very accurate, but he had a fumble lost, and that is a that's a game changer. It's just, it is what it is. 301 yards, 30 of 39, 77% completion percentage. No no interceptions, but he had the fumble lost and stuff like that changes games. Uh, Jamison Crowder really stepping up. I mean, that guy. <laughs> yeah, you think of Clam Chowder when you see that, right? Or Jamison with Clam Chowder. Okay, whatever. You get the idea. Jamison, you know, the, the Irish, uh, Irish whiskey. Not, I prefer Scotch whiskey, even though I'm not really into liquor, but, you know. If if ever, you know, like I'm bored to death, that type of thing. <laughs> Marvin Jones continuing to be the number one guy for Matthew Stafford. What a nice connection. What a nice chemistry those two have had for a while now. Golden Tate, the slot receiver, also had a 90-yard game along the way, but only caught half of the uh, past times he was targeted. But Marvin Jones, excellent game. Um, just continuing to be a very valuable individual Number two receiver in Cincy, number one guy in Detroit. He has done a wonderful job replacing Megatron. It's like the pressure is kind of off Matthew Stafford now, and he's just he's having a really nice season for the Lions, and you know what? Good on him. Um, it might sound like I'm a Lions fan. Of course I'm not. I hate their guts, especially when we play them, but... I, I feel, you know, I feel good for, for them that they're playing well, you know, because their fan base has been through a lot of hell, you know, like the Chicago Cubs, stuff like that. And you know what, before I continue into this uh, segment, I want to, because I knew, I, you know, this is kind of the closest, Purple Mafia is the closest show to, to the game of baseball. And oftentimes you get the baseball playoffs so all the time. You get the baseball playoffs during football season and during Purple Mafia shows, uh, you know, the heart of the show season and all that. I gotta say congratulations to the Chicago Cubs. I mean, they ended a 71-year drought. They hadn't been to the World Series since 1945. Uh, my mom is 68 years old, and that's three years. Yeah, three freaking years after the last time the Chicago Cubs made it to the World Series. And of course, you got the you, you continue the math and how frustrated we are in this town um, with the Twins. How yeah, the Twins. That's the one team that's got championships. They last won a World Series in 1991. And yes, that's ancient history, right? That's 25 years ago. That's a quarter century. And that's the last major professional franchise other than the Lynx, which aren't really a major, major professional, but they're a professional franchise uh, to win a championship. 
Um, so that's a 25-year drought for them. And to get to the World Series, same thing. To get to the ALCS, the American League Championship Series, it had been, um, well, for the Cubs, it had only been one year because they made it the year before. Before that, it was 03, so that's a while. For the Twins, it's been since 02. That's a long time and everything. But to get to the World Series, 25 years versus 71, it just you put, puts that in perspective, just how tough a time it's been for the Cubs, despite the fact how popular they've been. It's a beautiful location. Uh, the northern part of Chicago is a lot better than the south side. A lot of people forget about the uh, Chicago White Sox, how long of a drought they had when they won the World Series in 2005. They hadn't won a championship since, two, since 1917, ladies and gentlemen. That's a long time. And they made it to the World Series in the 50s, sure, so it wasn't quite as awful it was about a 10-year difference between the Sox and the Cubs in terms of making it to this and that, in, in terms of distance from the time they got back, that type of deal. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're so... It's it's like the, the White Sox are kind of like the uh, forgotten stepchild compared to the Chicago Cubs, and God bless anybody that's been through that in their life. I'm not poo-pooing that at all. So, so, so don't... Please don't take offense to that. I'm just using an example... But they're just kind of like pushed to the side, unfortunately, the, she, uh, the White Sox. Um, and then, yeah, people, it's like you never even heard about it. They hadn't won a World Series in 17, where the year before, see, the White Sox finally got it in 2005. The year before, the Red Sox got their first since 1918. So it's just crazy when you look at that. <laughs> oh, the White Sox, uh, their drought was even longer than the Red Sox, the other Sox. It's just funny. And then there you go. Um, the Cubs, 1908, last World Series. Ty Cobb was still playing. That guy's been dead since, my God, like the 40s maybe? I can't remember exactly. It, I had it and I lost it. Um, maybe I'll bump into it during the break or something, but <laughs> that's a long freaking time. I mean, Babe Ruth wasn't even playing yet. I mean, that's how long ago we're talking here. Babe Ruth wasn't even playing, and Babe Ruth was on the 1918 Boston Red Sox. Ten years later. That is nuts. So if the Chicago Cubs go on to win the World Series, congratulations. But one other thing of note, the Cleveland Cavaliers right now, the Cleveland <laughs> Cleveland Indians, yeah, the poor Cleveland Browns too, man. My condolences with how things have gone with them forever. Um, the previous franchise was a lot better than this one. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. Cleveland Indians, though. Do you realize they haven't won a World Series since 1948? So we're talking massive droughts coming to an end here. Somebody is going to win a World Championship, and the other team is going to be stuck with the old is-it-ever-going-to-happen feeling. Well, the good news is this World Series right here proves it is going to happen at some point, right? <laughs> For somebody. So maybe the other team, it, it will happen eventually. Um, uh, my condolences to whoever loses the World Series. It's going to really suck for them. I mean, I, I don't feel good at all about it. Just like if the Vikings and Bills make it to the Super Bowl one day, one of them's going to end it, end the drought, and that's going to be wonderful. And I pray to God the Vikings do get to the Super Bowl very soon. In fact, hopefully this year still. And the hope is, see, the thing is, if they do get there, it's not about, yay, we made it to our first Super Bowl since 1940. See, that, or since 1940, since 1976, which is 40 years. That's where it screwed up there. Um, 40-year drought and everything. But when you hear Cubs fans saying, well, we finally got back, celebrate, go crazy, you don't want to lose, though, right? I mean, if the Vikings get to the Super Bowl, you're praying to God, hands and knees, that they win it. I mean, you do not want to get there and lose. You really, really don't want to get there and lose because it ain't over until you win. It's not over. The drought's not over until you win. Even though you'd end a 40-year drought of winning the NFC Championship, you got to finish it with the World Championship. So there you go. A little bit of baseball tying into the Vikings, the drought. The Vikings have the longest drought in town. Uh, even the, longer than the 
see the Minneapolis Lakers, obviously, they had five championships while they are here, so they're not in it. Uh, twins, it's been 25 years, so okay, that's a little while. That's actually quite a while, and I'm tired of waiting, <laughs> but we're going to keep waiting for a while, looks like. Wolves started in 1989, so that's longer than the Twins, actually. That's funny, the Timberwolves, but, but wait, hockey is the longest, actually. When you think of, actually, no, football's the longest. Duh, football's the longest because of 50-something. But, I mean, hockey's uh, longer than the Wolves because they started in 1967 with the North Stars. Then you had seven-year seven year tribulation, right, when the North Stars weren't here and in came uh, the, Tim, uh, the the Wild finally in 2000. You lose the North Stars in 1993 after they, they had a couple of heartbreak years here and there along the way, getting far but not finishing the job, blah, blah, blah. So 1967 for hockey, and then you could minus seven years, so that type of thing. 1967 is 49 years ago, minus seven is, yeah, quite a few, right? <laughs> 40, 42 years, so there you go, there you go. 49 minus seven, 42. So that's, that's a while. The Wolves, it's been, what, 27. That's a while. Twins, 25. And the Vikings are the leaders, definitely, in this town, they've been playing since 1961. That would be in a 55-year drought, or 56 if you include this year. Let's say 55. Let's end it at 55 <laughs> and clinch it. So, 56th season in the history of the Vikings. Back to football. I apologize. Hopefully, you didn't mind that too much. Uh, historic stuff. That's kind of my thing. You know, it kind of is. If you hadn't noticed. Um, and one other miniature note: the Chicago White Sox actually were the St. Paul Saints. If those of you, I think I mentioned that. The Chicago White Sox, you know, they started to exist in 1900. Who do you think they were in 1899? Because they were a franchise then. Yeah, they were the St. Paul Saints. <gasps> That's right. Yep, yep, you heard that right. They were the St. Paul Saints. So, yeah, they were a minor league team, though. The franchise then moved to Chicago, or whatever they want to call it over there, and became a major league franchise. So they were not a major league team. They were the, the original St. Paul Saints. And then we got a new one later on. They stuck around for many, many, many years, and I don't know exactly what happened to them. They came in the Minneapolis Millers, all that kind of disappeared, and then the new Saints came back in the early 90s. All right, back to football. Sorry, I, I had to say that. Uh, new England looks great, 27-16 over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is that the, a preview of the AFC Championship game? I don't know, and it was in Pittsburgh, and they took care of business. Patriots are the best team in football. Undefeated don't mean Jack Bleep because who was undefeated last year? Cincinnati. What did that get them? A loss in the first round at home. Yeah, that's Cincinnati for you. Yeah. Pfft. Well, they took care of business over Cleveland today. Okay, well, at least they showed up to play and won that game. That's about all you have to do. I mean, sorry. I, I, the Browns need to get better. I oh, I really want the Cleveland Browns to get better. But they aren't right now. Tampa Bay beat the sucky 49ers, blah, 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 34-17. San Diego just beat the Atlanta Falcons. So the Falcons have lost two games in a row. And the Seattle Sea Chickens, Seahawks, Sea Schmucks are, yeah, they are trailing 3 to nothing right now. Sunday night football, you know how that goes. That's how it goes with me. I hate Seattle with a freaking passion. I know they're a huge threat going into the playoffs. So Andre, if he's listening... Um, yeah, he was acknowledging that, um, and yeah, I think they're a huge threat. San Diego, though, the Superchargers electrocute the, uh, the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. Uh, okay, um, all right. 
That's strange. And the Jets and the Baltimore Ravens, the real Cleveland, the original Cleveland Browns. Yes, those of you, most of you know that, but not everybody. Maybe the youngsters might not. The Jets topple the Baltimore Ravens in in New York or East Rutherford, New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, what's going on with the Ravens? They were they were undefeated at one point, but I guess that don't mean Jack anymore. Kansas City beat the New Orleans Saints. A couple of big plays here and there. 27-21, rock and roll there. Oakland taking care of business in Jacksonville, Florida, 33-16. Gotta love those Raiders. That That's cool. And the fact that they're in the AFC, they're not going to be an annoyance to the Vikings unless we meet up in the Super Bowl. And I think the odds of that, not really high. But the Oakland Raiders just might find themselves in the AFC Championship game with the Patriots, the way they're going. And I'm very happy to say that. Cause I, I, I like that Raiders team, man, if you hadn't noticed. Kind of closet-ish, kind of closet-ish fan. Not bandwagon, just closet-ish, like, hey, cool, keep it up. You know, that type of thing. Giants beat the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, who need to just, you know what they need to do? I don't think I even said this on this show. Maybe he's been passing here and there. Just wear the retro LA Rams jerseys and keep them, you know? Kind of like how the 49ers went back to their old ones and they haven't, you know, they, they went back to the old ones and kept them. Just, you know, some things don't need to change. You know, what you know? The, did the Packers ever need to change their jerseys? No, never. The Bears, never. Don't ever change your jerseys. Some of these teams, the Oakland Raiders, never change them. The Browns shouldn't either, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, because, yeah, well, their history sucks. The Rams, I don't like these gold, the gold and, and blue, whatever, navy blue, whatever the heck that is. Bring back the royal blue and the yellow. That's so much better. I mean, that was a cool team. And you know what? They actually won a Super Bowl in those, not these new newbie garbage things. Bring back the old Rams. Uh, the Giants took care of business there. Miami beat Buffalo, which is interesting. That was the AFC Championship game back in 92, I guess. Houston and Denver play tomorrow. No, yes, tomorrow. Green Bay and Chicago as we wrap things up here. <laughs> Finally, I love this segment, man. This segment is just chill and it's fun and I love it. Packers, they gain ground, they gain a full game on the Vikings, but thank God the Packers have lost two games this year, so the Vikings still have a full game lead on the Green Bay Packers, even though today felt like a train wreck, and it really was a train wreck, but not all is lost. The Vikings are still 5-1. and one. That is a great record. Let's keep it up. Chicago Cubs, no, not they're far from being the Cubs, aren't they? This Chicago Bears team would not win 103 games if there was a 162-game season, but the Cubs did. So they have something to pick them up there in Chicago right now. Something that they probably never thought would happen. <laughs> the Bears. I don't know if they'll ever get back to the Super Bowl, but then again, maybe they will if they can make it with Rex Grossman. 26-10 to 10 in Lambeau Field. Almost 80,000 people in attendance. The oldest rivalry in the NFL. And, you know, it's an old rivalry, but ugh, this game didn't feel like a rivalry game. It just felt like a really bad team who I thought had a co a decent coach. I don't know. I mean, it's not going in the right direction right now. Um, they need a new quarterback. And then Ryan Hoyer, you know, th- that guy, you know, it's kind of sad. See, he started out poorly and all that. But he'd been doing well, and it looked like he'd at least earned the job for uh, at, at least a little while, you know? At least a little while, like what he did with the Cleveland Browns a couple of years ago. At minimum, a band-aid quarterback for a year or two. Something until they get like a new future guy who's hopefully better than Rex Grossman. And then he gets hurt again. Um, a couple of years ago, it was an ACL with Cleveland. I felt so bad. That was back in 13 when Hoyer came into Minneapolis and Metrodome and beat the Vikings due to our chagrin. And, and yet at the same time, I was glad because it meant 
that the management would wake up and fire Leslie Frazier and get rid of Christian Ponder because neither one of them was going to take us anywhere. And for anyone that thought they were, you're an idiot. <laughs> but Hoyer's got a broken arm now, and it was a dirty play. Matt Barkley, a guy I thought was going to be pretty good when he was in college, he is... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he makes Virgin Wynn look like... I, I, I don't know. Like, maybe halfway, like, like at least like uh, Sean Hill. I mean, geez... Matt Barkley sucks. I mean, he sucks. 40%, 18.3 field goal, or field goal percentage. Yeah, that would be about his field goal percentage if he tr- attempted it. Uh, quarterback rating, that is. 18.3, two interceptions. Only attempted 15 passes, completing six of them. He sucks. Um, he is just, and it's too bad. I thought he was going to be better than this. There's still a chance he might get better, but then again, I, I don't know. I guess he's another Blaine Gabbert. He just sucks. Can't complete a pass. Nothing, no special skills, whatever, just another one, just another one. And there's a billion quarterbacks like that. Aaron Rodgers, it looked like he was losing his gift out there the past several months. I mean, it'll back into last season. Incomplete passes, missing plays that you'd think he'd normally make. Just like weird misses, like the interception that was thrown to Trey Waynes. And thank God for Trey Waynes making a play there. But Aaron Rodgers, uh, picking it up a bit. Yes, it's the Bears and they stink, but... 70%. That's a lot better. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. I'm not happy about it or anything, but there it is. <laughs> and a funny book coming out lately about Brett Favre called The Gunslinger. All kinds of funny stuff on local radio. They've been talking about it, how basically Rogers is a dick. I mean, he's a dick. You you roll into a locker room. Sure, you're this highfalutin rookie quarterback who probably should have went number one overall. In fact, yes, he should have went number one overall to the San Francisco 49ers, which were his team growing up. Instead, they picked Alex Smith, who was just an average, slightly above average quarterback. He's like, I don't even know what to compare him to. He's just slightly above average. Um, And you pass on a guy who's a franchise-changing quarterback, who's got a, just okay, almost swore, got a crappy attitude. Um rolls in there and basically like, hey, Grandpa, to Brett Favre. I mean, really? Really, Aaron? You're going to roll in to Green Bay and Lambeau Field. Brett Favre uh, on his way to eclipsing all kinds of records. Dan Marino records, which are eclipsed by Peyton Manning years later. Just just because Peyton Manning, you know, is what he is. You know, you're all great regular season quarterbacks, by the way, who luckily for uh, Peyton, he's got two Super Bowls. Favre's got one and Marino's still waiting on his. At age 50-something. <laughs> um, Aaron's got one as well. Uh, but you just roll in there with this kind of attitude and, and disrespecting a, a star like that. Now, Favre is a dick, too. You know, apparently, yeah. As you read the book, uh, so we hear it. I'm definitely going to be interested in it, getting it myself, actually, when I hear some of this stuff. But it sounds like both of them are just kind of dicks, but Rogers is a bigger one. <laughs> Favre is just kind of a Southern guy with a smart-ass attitude a little bit, where Aaron is an absolute, you know, yeah. Just an absolute prick. Like, the kind of guy you'd want to beat up when you are in school. You know, the cocky quarterback. Gee, I never met that when I was in high school at Hopkins, did I? I don't remember him at all, no. But then again, there's worse people than that guy, and I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is a lot worse. <laughs> that guy wasn't that bad, but he, he's kind of annoying. Maybe he was more like Favre. But uh, where Favre would deliberately not throw, not even look for certain receivers, he's like, because I wasn't even looking for you. Meaning Favre was like, I don't care about you. That's kind of mean, too. So they were dicks in their own way, but Rodgers... Um, Kind of got what he deserved, I think, when Favre and some of the others were hazing him. I think he kind of got what he deserved. 
Um, interesting book, though. I mean, it doesn't need me, my help. It would be nice if they mentioned a Purple Mafia in there, but that isn't going to happen. <laughs> Just interesting. Interesting. Okay, I am going way all over the place. Put it this way. Uh, on Monday night, Vikings have to beat the Chicago Bears. I mean, they, they have to, you know. Wouldn't you have to say that? I mean, is it safe to say the Vikings have to beat the Bears? <laughs> yeah, it's in Soldier Field, and the Vikings history in Soldier Field is questionable. You got to win this freaking game, man. You got to win this game. You have to on ESPN or whatever the heck you watch. <laughs> Channel 5, whatever it is. Channel 5, ESPN, kind of together. ABC, that is, for those of you not living in the in in, the, in, the, in Minnesota. Channel 5 might be, you know, quite different in Colorado where others live there. Justin Mayer Henry and Josh Mayer Henry or whatever state. Um, Iowa, of course. Iowa loves Purple Mafia and Purple Mafia loves Iowa. Vikings have to win the game. Forgive me for bouncing all over the place. Uh, Matt Forte's long gone with the Jets. Uh, Zach Miller's been a decent tight end, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, who's going to be throwing these guys the ball, you know? I mean, the, this is the most depleted team, like, ever. I mean, even Jordan Howard wasn't good today. Dakeem Carey, I'm still trying to figure out who that is. I mean, uh, Dakeem, it's Kadeem Carey. And those of you might be laughing at me for even saying that, but... I mean, Jordan Howard is a late pick who looks decent. He's having a good run there. Um, Fourth-round pick was was Kadeem Carey. He was a fourth-round pick in 2014 by the Bears. So, yeah, just another kind of, you know, not, not you know, these guys aren't at Jarek McKinnon's level. They're maybe not Matt Asiata's level. Just hoping for the best, trying to fight their way into the NFL and stay in the league. And the quarterback, is it going to be Matt Barkley? Is Jay Keller going to be back? I mean, regardless... Where do you go with this one? Cutler, of course, has been out with a thumb injury. So it's just kind of a... I don't know. And even if Cutler plays, does he make the Bears better? I mean, he's been pretty lousy pretty much since he suited up for this team. And, of course, this season it's been really bad. Vikings have to win the game. I mean, the Bears' defense isn't what it needs to be. It's really just non-existent, and their offense is completely non-existent. There's just nothing going on there. I mean, Zach Miller is a nice tight end, but outside of that, I mean, where do you go? If Matt Barkley starts against the Vikings, it's just kind of like, you lose this game, maybe you should just like, yeah, maybe you should just like forget about making the playoffs and stuff. It's it's one of those. I understand it's a play, one of those, right? <laughs> I understand it's a division rival, and they know what's better than most of the other teams in the NFL, including the freaking Eagles. <clears throat> But they can't lose this game. You you just cannot lose this game. Seriously. Seriously, Vikings, you have to win this one. So with that said, the Vikings are going to get their ass kicked all week. You're going to see better play from the offensive line, I would think, against this, this team. I think the Vikings are going to beat up on the Bears in Soldier Field. It'll be kind of like the 94 team when the Vikings scored, what was it, 44 or something against the Bears that day. I still remember that. Or was it 42? It was a high number, though. Some crazy number. I believe it was like 42 to to 14 or something. I almost I don't know. I don't want to look it up, but it was something really high. I remember I remember uh, Dwayne Washington got a uh, pick six in that one. Remember that guy? It'll be something like that. It'll be some it'll the Vikings will light up this team, I got to think, because they're going to get their ass kicked by their head coach and North Turner in that offense needs to kind of get their head out of their ass. It's this was terrible. Um 
when the offensive line isn't playing well and a defense is doing cover two, doesn't that mean shorter plays? And the Vikings do that a lot, but it seemed like they were... You weren't seeing the quick release out of Sam Bradford that you were seeing in earlier weeks. We thought we were going to just, just pass all over these guys, yet against that defense, it should be the other way around, right? Because the Vikings weren't completing anything deep. Everything was pretty much up the middle that the Vikings were completing to uh, Stefan Diggs, who made a big catch later on, and, and of course, uh, Kyle Rudolph, who they made a nice connection. There's always at least one good connection up the middle between Rudolph and Bradford. You're going to see more of that against the Bears, i got to think, and you might see if finally Stefan Diggs get back in the end zone, and kind of you'll see Stefan Diggs have another breakout game, i got to believe. This is a classic Matt Asiata type of game as well. You're going to see a lot of power runs. You're going to see him get through. Uh, but And Jerry McKinnon also banged up a bit, kicked in the back today. Um, I'm guessing he'll heal and be all right, but he might be a little bit more limited. This does seem like you're going to see more Matt Asiata, I think, against the Bears. It just feels like a Matt Asiata smash mouth, kind of run the ball. And then um, you're going to also see Bradford's numbers go way up. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was fantastic against this this Bears team, and I think you'll see Sam Bradford play well also against the Bears. You're going to see a higher completion percentage. You're going to see a hell of a lot less sacks. Um, I know this offensive line is depleted and all that, but it's going to be better than what it was today. It's got to be, and there's no doubt about it. Maybe Jake Long will get up to speed, get back up to speed of the NFL and at least be decent out there because he was completely useless today. Useless. So we'll see. Um, you will see an improved play. You'll see the Vikings beat up on a bad team. And again, if they don't, screw it. So with with that said, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say. You're going to see everything is going to be better. The defense will make the Bears offense look like crud. Um, they made a very good quarterback in Philadelphia look like look pretty silly today so that's good they made him look like a rookie put it that way if you think this Bears team is going to get anywhere on the Vikings I don't know I mean you might see the Bears will be lucky to score 10 points in this game and that's about where I'm going to stand I mean the Bears will probably get some points just because because as good as the Vikings defense is occasionally things happen you know like yeah where Hendricks was like like falling or was dragging on the ground that type of thing Ah, Kendricks. I keep calling him Hendricks, but it's Kendricks. Eric Kendricks. (laughs) But it's like I took the K off because he wasn't very tough today. Um, So I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings win the one. Win like uh, it's going to be a pretty good one. You might not see like an out an outburst or anything. I'm going to go 28 to 10. I was going to go 31 10. Let's make it 28 10. Vikings win in Chicago. You're going to see four touchdowns, basically. And the Bears will get a touchdown and a field goal type of thing. They'll be lucky to get that. It's going to be a pretty good, pretty good margin of victory for the Vikings. 18-point win for Minnesota in Chicago. Basically, you're going to see better play against a bad team. And that's about it. So I kind of drug this long enough already. I should have had a better re- uh, preview, I think. But, you know, there isn't a whole lot to say because the Bears, right now, they're so depleted and... Even if Cutler is back, he's just going to get his ass kicked by this Vikings defense. I mean, I believe Zimmer's going to really get this team back in gear. So that's basically where I stand right now. So with that, we'll take a quick break and come back with some fan interaction.
And we are back here on Purple Mafia, segment number three. Time for some fan interaction. Great to have you on board with me on here. To reach me on Twitter, it is at Purple Mafia Show, at Purple Mafia Show. You can interact and hear your name on air as well. How cool is that, right? Malcolm McSween, Tanae Brown, and Vince Germano all retweeting the uh, release of the show. Thank you guys so very much. Malcolm McSween out of California. Vince Germano out of Australia, and Tanae Brown out of New Zealand. Thank you guys so much. And then Tanae says, you won't find a better Vikings podcast. Passion, experience, and a whole lot of knowledge. Hashtag Skull. And then he shows Twitter at uh, twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. That's another way to reach it, too. And then there's at Purple Mafia Show once you're on there. Mad Martin out of Scotland showing a very cool picture. There is nothing like being on a plane and being above the clouds. Uh, these are some pretty cool-looking clouds there, Mad Martin. That's uh, Scotland. He says, just watch the game. Great result. Maybe I should fly every weekend. We are playing. Pretty awesome photograph. Um, I, let's just say I haven't been on a plane very much, but the times that I have been, um, the clouds, it's just an unbelievable point of view. It is just incredible. Um, beautiful picture, Mad Martin. Uh, Dave Martin. Sam Gupta and Malcolm also liking something when I was saying incredibly dominant football. Sam Gupta also, thank you very much. Vikings UK was uh, responding as well. He, he liked a tweet, Vikings UK, cool. Hopefully they listen to the show. Yep, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure some people from England listen to the show, so shout out to all of you in England. Please do follow Pro Mafia and uh, or, or join the Facebook page by, by liking it and comment. Let's, let's hear from you. Um, Dave, this was about last, this was from last week. Best all-around performance I've seen in a number of years. Also good to see 84 engage the season at long last. And yeah, he led the team in receptions today as well. Now this is re, this is the Giants game because it was slightly after. And remember though, it's been two weeks and such. So, you know, people, some people coming in a little late. So you got to give them their airtime out of respect. And of course, you'll hear from Matt, from Matt Martin on today's game as well. Trust me on that. <laughs> He says, just catching up to the podcast, long week. I don't see a loss in Philly next week. My feeling, a loss in Jacksonville. Hmm, I, I hope we don't lose in Jacksonville. Maybe this is a, the one instead, I guess. I had a sneaky feeling that maybe, just maybe, because Philadelphia is kind of a weird, uh, always been kind of a weird, weird uh, location for the Vikings. Weird matchup, that type of thing. It's just always been that way, even though it's a different time, different place, different this, different that, different players. Uh, Dave saying, less interaction. Easy, easy answer there. <laughs> we have nothing to moan about this season. And yeah, today there's more. He says, what's good? I can watch the next game live. My biggest issue is Sam keeping Sam upright. If they do this, if they do, if they do this, the season's goal. And they didn't against the Eagles. No, they did. That's one of the reasons why things went down the toilet. Coaching for Geeks followed me. Thank you for that. And he's out of England. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe he listens to the Vike, uh, Pro Mafia show. I'm not sure. Sometimes it's just people randomly following you. Uh, Anthony Carlson says, saw a car upside down in the ditch. I was going to help, but I saw the Packers sticker. I kept driving. It's going to be a good day. Ha, ha. Oh, that's funny. Oh, love you, Anthony. Uh, he's, Kyle Burgess, yep, there was something about, yep. Um, I should, man, I might as well mention this. Kyle Rudolph tweeted, my guy at Carl Towns, that's Carl Anthony Towns, of, you know, Timberwolves Explosion. Do check that out. I released a show fairly recently, season preview. Timberwolves fans, check that out and tell your friends about it, and I'll be keeping that up with that team during the season. Uh, he says, my guy Carl Anthony Towns was a problem for the Hornets out there tonight and will be the rest of the NBA season. Timberwolves, yep, thank you for that, Kyle. Ah. Uh, Mad Martin was saying, great start by the D. This was against the Eagles, not so much by the O. Yep, now we're at the Eagle time. 
when the D put you in that position, you got to score something. And yeah, the Vikings didn't score. They threw an interception. Dave saying, bye week rust. Uh, I wish that's all it was, but um, good Lord. Uh, he says, okay, the D's on fire. Better score. Get the WD-40 out. Yeah. Get the WD-40 is right. Doing, doing all. Yep. It's, see, that's the thing. The defense was doing everything. And I was basically saying, I'm already done with, with uh, Jake Long. Get him out of there. And then Justin in Rochester, Justin Day was saying, yep, he was saying, I want TJ over there. Yep. Uh, and with a question mark, I was like, are you sure? He was kind of, and I was saying, yeah. I was like, yep, yeah, right now, sure. And he's saying, they all need another week of practice. That's for sure. <laughs> yep, I miss you, Justin Day. Hopefully you still listen. Um, I like that profile picture there. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Mad Martin was saying, could be a long game. I'm watching long play. Yeah. <laughs> so far, horrid. Oh, better wake soon. And then Dallas Dykesenbach, I was saying, what an annoying game. That was around right around halftime. She liked that. And she says, you got that right. And a lot of people liked that tweet, <laughs> apparently. He says, um, wow, that's... Hmm. I have a good number of people anyway. Mad Martin was saying, that's an understatement. Yep, hard, hard going this first half. It really was. And, and it's getting worse by the minute. Yep. There it is. Anthony Carlson saying, I'm changing the channel. Yeah, because when it was 18-3, to 3, that's when I was just like, bleep it. I mean, I was like, yeah, totally, man. <sighs> Mad Martin saying, three tips to the red zone, zero points. Hell, that O-line is trash. Worst game in some time, and that's for damn sure. It was awful. Yep, exactly. Three trips to the red zone, and you get nothing. Think about it, because the Vikings had, the, the Eagles had 18. So just imagine those trips to the red zone. That's 21 right there. That's all it takes. 21 right there. Think about it. Just just think about that for a minute. That's when, you know, two of those were were gift-wrapped, especially the one on the goal line there, the interception from uh, Sandejo. A gift-wrapped touchdown. You can't even get a freaking field goal out of it. Not that that would have helped as much, but for goodness sakes, it's just, just uh, wow. <laughs> I can't believe it. Um, and Martin was saying, crap is all I can say. What the hell can they do? No cap space to change it. Yep. And it's the middle of the season. Yeah, he was saying, and what's really bugging me, we have no run game from one of the best to almost the worst. Oh, and another fumble. Yep, and it was just, it was just they just kept coming, saying, looks like this team is still on the bye. Hard to believe we came in 5-0, and playing more like an 0-5 team. And we really did. Yep, we look like the Bears today, man. Uh, he says, just thinking the same. This is three hours of my life. I will not get back. A total waste of time. And you know what? I completely agree with that statement. That's how I felt about today's game. This is one of the things that make you, you know, you, you, as much as you love football, games like today are what make you hate football. They make you wish you didn't watch it. They make you wish you never picked up that remote. They, they, you, you curse the day you ever turned on a football game, games like today. They will, you will curse the day you ever watched a football game, uh, you know, when you, when you watch a game like today. Or say, especially like an example, a perfect example would be the 2000 Vikings NFC Championship game. The 41 Donut. You will curse the day you ever set laid eyes on a football game on a, on a TV screen or in a stadium. It's just like a waste. You know, just 41 nothing, really, you know? Get all your hopes up and that's what that's what you get. It's a complete, you know, just disrespectful performance. It's disrespecting the fans. That's the kind of performance that was. Um, 
today's was uh, was definitely that way on the offensive side of the ball, especially by the offensive line. And I'm sure they feel bad about it. I'm sure they do. But let's see, let's see them, let's see them get that athletic uh, competitiveness back and, and start showing us what they can do. Damn it. Mad Martin says, when I start spending more time on Twitter than watching the game, it's a bad night for the Purple. Yep, exactly. See, like we get active on there, and I, I wish I responded more, but hey, you'll, you'll get all these on the air at minimum. <laughs> this week's Christian Potter goes to the bleeping O-line. You're right. Yep, and it did for the most part. I mean, it was like Fusco and uh, Jake Long. Fusco absolutely had to get get it through. Fusco sucks. Um, he really sucks. Because everyone knew the holes on this team coming into the season. O-line, lack of playmakers on offense. We are seeing it today. See, that's the thing, too, that makes you wonder just how much, <laughs> just how far can this team go? Um, you know, you patch things together, but the offensive line kind of always was what it was. Matt Khalil's unreliable. TJ Clemmings is unreliable. Jake Long is damaged goods at best. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. Fusco sucks. He's just not good. Berger, he, Berger, Berger is decent. He beat out uh, he beat out Sullivan, but yeah, well, damaged goods again. Continuing, continuing, he says, Bears next, and I expect a big win after today's poor performance. Too many Butterfingers out there. Yeah, the Vikings have to win that one. Uh, he says, let's hope this is just an aberration and a wake-up call for the rest of the season. Has Bradford thrown a single deep ball? Well, yes, the one to uh, Stefan Diggs that was, you know, I didn't even mention this. It's just, I'm so, I was so frustrated with everything else. You know, I had, you know, I, I was going to write it down, and it's like you get so locked in the game and you forget about it. But yes, the deep pass to Stefan Diggs that it was pass interference. I'm sorry. And everybody knew it. The fans were quiet, they weren't booing, they were quiet. Like, oh. And when the Eagle fans aren't booing and they're quiet, they know it was pass interference. It was like double-decker pass interference. Everybody knew it except, oh, oh, Coach Peterson, you know, oh, oh boy, ooh. Oh, no, Doug Peterson, oh, he, he can't believe a call, oh. And then they just put the flag away and moved on. No infraction on the play. It was. It would have been, it would have had the Vikings in the red zone, though who knows what good that would have done. But, hey, maybe they would have scored and that would have been a game-changing moment. But no, but no, Vikings ended up punting not long after that because everything went down back the way it was before. Sam Bradford on his back, offensive line going backwards, just getting pushed backwards like a couple of cardboard boxes, empty cardboard boxes, you know, just getting shoved backwards, just just bubble wrap in the box. That's about all that was in there, and that's all it took to get to Sam Bradford today. Bubble wrap, uh, bubble wrap line, that's all they were. They got popped pretty good too, didn't they? Haha, ha, real funny, right? Ah, uh, well, I, I tried. <laughs> Dave Martin says, first and goal from the 34 sums this up completely. Yep, because I kept getting pushed back. Dude, it's the same stinking penalties. And and just, you know, the bounce of the ball wasn't going, weren't going our way. Calls, close calls weren't going our way. And one that, again, that missed me to no end was the uh, pass interference. I have no idea why that wasn't called. I, I don't understand that one. Somebody please fill me in other than, I I don't know. I I don't know. I, I really don't. Would, uh, did Doug Peterson say you'll, you'll wind up dead and uh, will your, your horse's head will be in your bed when you wake up? I mean, is that what the plan was? I, I don't understand. Um, Mad Barn continuing saying that's our first loss of the season. This team will be ready for next week, and they, show, and they should be. 
Mm-hmm. I was saying I'm already done with long. Yep, and then uh, Malcolm McSween wrapping things up here, saying, "But you'll miss two more strip sacks." Yep, when I when I bench long. Yep, <laughs> Malcolm. Yep, and yeah, that's about what it was. I mean, there must have been a hundred strip sacks today, like I was saying earlier. Oh boy. Yep, and yeah, a lot of people liking what uh, Mad Martin had to say there. Optine and others. Cool. Uh, so that'll wrap up the Twitter at Purple Mafia Show. Give that a like. And Mad Martin, that guy is the king of Twitter. But uh, to Tanae Brown too, who's posted on both of these here. Um, so now we continue where we left off from the Facebook page. It is Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Very simple. Hit the like now button or hit the like button anyway. Hit the like button. That's how you join the group. Bada bing, bada boom. Very simple, isn't it? And then also. To call in is 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling into Purple Mafia or the Purple Mafia show. And statement, comment, shout out, whatever it is. So there's that way to call in through you know, just like a regular phone, cell phone, whatever the heck. Uh, there's the call now button on the Facebook page. And there's also the option of using... There's also an option of using... Uh, uh, Voice recorder, free voice recorder on your smart device. Just do that. Record for about a minute or two and then email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. And then it'll be treated the same way as a call-in. It is also in the podcasting uh, community. We call that an audio submission. Adorable. Very intelligent sounding too. So, Leland out of Iowa says, another great show, Joey. I busted out laughing at the charge story. Keep them coming. And, oh, yeah, that one might be the best of all, the birdseed one. I mean, I, when that happened, I, I couldn't stop laughing for, like, the whole day. And I, I came into work and I said, oh, another George story. Yep, another George story happened today. And the one that I put out there today also was fairly new, too. I don't know if it was 2013, 14, somewhere in there. It might have been 14. It was pretty recent. It was pretty recent. Um, might have been 13. I can't remember. Mark out of Iowa. Mark Carlson says, No better way to start my day at 5.30 a.m. up before my alarm and turn on the Purple Mafia show, brushing my teeth and listening to Paladino Joey talk about our defense into the shower. No worries there. I got waterproof Bluetooth speak. That is a good... That's awesome. I got to get one of those too, man. Tell me where I could get that, maybe. <laughs> Tell me where I can get that, Mark. Maybe you could put a link somewhere. Ah, uh, that'd be cool. Um, that's awesome. Uh, for Christmas, I am hearing how well Bradford is playing, getting dressed for the day, and now commenting on Marcus Charles, who I have grown to love until today when he fumbled, right? <laughs> Down to the basement to do some laundry. My wife will love me. <laughs> yes, still listening, and the talk is now focused on the giant cheesy game. Giant cheesy game. <laughs> yep, green, yep, 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 Giants and Packers. I'm getting all the news today up upstairs and feeding the critters. Still listening. Toast is up and out the door. I roll. Still listening. And Joey is on to the NFC Roundup. My commute is 40 boring minutes, but I'm enjoying this. <laughs> but I'm enjoying this podcast in the dark. Holy cow. I got a star. Oh, crap. Now I'm at work, but I'm happy. Thanks for making my day, Joey. I think your show, your individual effort to cover this team is polished and peaking along with the team. Skull, Mark from Iowa. That's awesome. And, you know, that that's really cool to hear that uh, you feel so well about the show. And that, that means a lot. And it's fun to bring a show with you. You know, I, I, I tend to do that too. Like when I, you know, like the certain shows I listen to via like other 
you know, like video game shows or, you know. <laughs> I like to listen to Michael Savage a lot. The Savage Nation. Um, yes, it's you, it's political. He's, he doesn't always talk about politics. So, you know, he does and he's very opinionated and I tend to agree like a, just about 99% with Michael Savage and I, I listen to it on a podcasting forum and Alex Jones show, InfoWars, I listen to that, you know, stuff like that, but of course sports and other and retro gaming shows, stuff like that. It's it's a great way to get through your day and I'm just thrilled that I am able to do the same for you out there. I mean, it, it means a lot. It really does. But I'm able to do the same thing for those of you out there that uh, certain other podcasts do for me as well. Uh, some of those guys, obviously, real radio, all that. Even though this, you could say this is real radio, it's just alt radio, like alternate radio. Uh, Gerald String out of Nebraska says, this show just keeps getting better. I think we got another pretty special season brewing here. I believe this is the team that can finally get us over the hump. Still got to get some things stored up on the whole line, that's for sure. It would be a disaster if they end up letting Bradford get hurt, and thankfully he's still alive after today. He's taken way too many shots for my liking. Hopefully... They get that figured out over the bye week, and well, we can safely say they did not, and they need to get it together now. They need to get it together now. <laughs> and, ooh, they signed 2008 first overall pick, Jake Long. Ooh, aren't you excited? Dave Hickey out of Iowa says, didn't he just retire from football because injury-prone career, and was uh, was he a uh, Ram also? And yes, he was a Ram. If so, 360, if we can win the Super Bowl, get them Sam and Jake, yep, rings, yep, both of them from the Rams, yep. It was, it was that cheating Greg Robinson that Zimmer called out for a fight that he used to coach, um, oh, it was, uh, yep, I was saying Greg Williams, yep. Uh, Greg Williams used to call out, yep, he was the coach of the Saints, or defensive coach of the Saints, he's one who called out for beating up on five, and yes, they were, we're both on the Rams, and of course, Mr., uh, Greg Williams was on the Rams when Zimmer called him out. But yeah, the frickin' Saints game. I mean, Greg Williams shouldn't still be coaching. And I've said that. I said that last year, and I still say that. Greg Williams should be banned from the NFL for, uh, you know, do guys suit up in the NFL to have defensive coordinators literally, like, treat them like they're de- they're wanted dead or alive? I mean, that's, that's bullshit. Seriously. Like, Greg Williams, this is not the Wild Wild West and you know what? Old Westerns are great, but football is not about taking people out. It's it's really not. When I was 12, 13 years old, I used to imagine, man, what if we just put a helmet into Emmett Smith's knee? Hell yeah. Ah, oh, Ned, let's get Bernie Sanders too. Then the Vikings will go all the way. Yeah, but that's not football. That's just like bullshit, you know? <laughs> that's not football. You can't just injure people and then go all the way. That's That's just not the way it's done. No. And of course... I mean, you're ruining people's careers when you do stuff like that. Uh, Gerald String says, yep, I think he had some ACL issues and finally ready. Yep, and that's Mr. Jake Long. Finally ready to give it one more shot. His veteran leadership can't hurt anything and don't think we paid a lot. That's 450 k ish Would it be cool if he could help us win a championship? Well, he better get his ass in gear because today didn't look good. And, of course, yeah, I think they put him in too early. I think they put him in way too early, to be quite honest. Um, a very cool picture posted from Chicago Bears history. It says the 2016 Vikings defense is the latest to be compared to the 85 Bears. And, yeah, it's still a great defense. It's just too bad the offense let us down on multiple occasions. Vikings versus Eagles in game. I might go to the tail end here. Brett McCarthy, very active again today, and i got to give him a big hand. 
Uh, I got a lot of likes when I made a, a kind of a, some people might call this a harsh statement. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. Um. Thing. Uh, Brad MacArthur saying flags, flags. What the, what the we are so out. Uh, what the we are so out of it. Take the loss, gentlemen. And I was saying, yeah, I, I made a statement here. I might as well read it, just so you can hear it. Some of you that aren't, aren't on here. I feel it's going to take several weeks for me to call this team a Super Bowl contender again. Yeah, I said it. I've seen too much of this for too long. I'm very unhappy with this performance. I know you can't win every game, but this wasn't even close. It's the same undisciplined garbage we've watched for decades. Yeah, I mean, I'm very frustrated. Extremely. Felix Depel out of Germany says, I'd rather have this really bad game than some so-so games that we lose, especially... With all these turnovers, yeah, I mean, it's like if you're gonna screw up, might as well just screw all screw up all at once, and then hopefully get a lot of it out of the way. That would be nice. Justin Mayer Henry says, "I'm at a loss with this game. How is this even happening? It's so insane. Every facet of this team is failing, minus the one kick by Walsh. Funny, happy birthday to me, right? <laughs> Thanks, Minnesota." Bradford is getting creamed. The defense looks like total trash and cannot do anything. All the INTs were a fluke. Yeah, they were at the start of the game, and they've lost all ground since. We better turn this ship around versus the Bears. This game is literally depressing me, and it was depressing me too, and that's why I had that long statement up there. Brett McCarthy says, Week off did them no good. Zimmer will be all over them this week. Mark Carlson says, and Justin Mayer Henry's from Colorado. Uh, if I didn't already mention that, uh, Mark Carlson is saying, I was just talking with my son, Austin Schreiber. Or no, no, no. Austin Scheibler. Scheibler, sorry about that. Who is watching the game with me today. And I said that today's game reminds me of the Ponder type of Vikings, including the defense. Yes, um... Yeah, it was ponderish. Um, like, what the hell? You just saw the kind of stuff that didn't make any sense. It was just, you couldn't even move. Remember Christian Ponder against Green Bay when Teddy was when Teddy had a bad angle? It was just like just a painful reminder of all that. Uh, McCar- Brett McCarthy is saying defense on the field way too much. Offensive line is bad. No protection. Zimmer looks pissed. And yes, he did. And he had every right to as well. I'm going to see if there's a couple more. Um, yep, Yankee was saying momentum ruined by the bye week. And yeah, it, it's just the weirdest thing ever. Absolutely weird. There were a lot of bad calls, and the game was a nightmare. Yep, Justin Mayor Henry. So now let's get to the post stuff. Post game thread. Yankee says, my one word is sloppy. Justin Mayor Henry says, I had to take two Zoloffs to combat the depression set in from this game. This horrible game. I wish I could be in the locker room post-game. I know Zimmer was hot after that one. The whole team fell apart in this game. The post-bi-week blues strike again. We need to correct our direction quickly with the play we had today when the Bears will take us out easily if we keep this up. Ooh, that would be really bad if they did. Tony Coleman out of South Dakota says, Well, as my wife told me, Going through a whole season undefeated is a lot of pressure. And yeah, I mean, there's no way we were going to do that. We got a loss out of the way now. So the boys in purple can now just focus on winning the rest. School, if they go 15-1. And yes, the Vikings did lose a game in 1998. 
It was frustrating, but it was nothing like this. It was a close, just like, come on, tackle Mike Allstott. It just drove me nuts. They couldn't take the son of a bitch down. I've sworn a lot today, haven't I? I says, P.S., I think I just heard the sound of a thousand bandwagon jumpers jumping off. Ha, we don't need them. Brad McCarthy says it was gross and sloppy. Tanae Brown saying the Eagles' front line really exposed how sloppy our O-line is. I knew Bradford would be under pressure all game, but it was even worse than I expected. A lot of work on a lot of work on this week to get back to the win column next week. Mark Carlson says many dislikes, especially disappointed in the team's fumbly dumbly play. Even sure-handed Cheryl's let one go. This whole game reminds me of a ponder type team. Yuck. And it really did. Yep, so multiple ponder mentions. And yep, it was very ponder like. That's why I say ponder performance, because he was the worst quarterback, man. He really was. Um, so some nice posts from Ollie. Yep, always yep, I always like the articles. And thank you very much. Keep those coming always. The flashback Fridays. Oh, the Vikings did beat the Eagles 48-30. to 30. I remember that a little bit. That was a crappy Viking team, too. 2013. Terrible team. But we beat the Eagles, and that was nice. It was a positive. I, I do vaguely remember that. The Eagles were not very good at the time. In fact, they were kind of going through some kind of weird transition period at the time. Um, I, I barely remember who the quarterback was because it wasn't McNabb anymore. Huh. Oh, it was, uh, yeah, it was that guy, like Hoyer or something like that. Whatever. Um, man, Hoyer, well, that's kind of weird. No, it wasn't. I don't even remember anymore. What the hell was his name? Ah! <laughs> uh, Rose Dolan was posting uh, Go Purple Mafia show. Thank you for that. She was saying about Go Vikings, but she mentioned my show. She's actually uh, uh, somebody who's liked the page years ago, so thank you for that, hanging in there. And Ali was posting about behind enemy lines, Vikings versus Eagles. And thank you again for posting, Ali. Always appreciate that. So I guess that wraps up the Facebook page at this stage. Lots of comments, lots of guys missing as well, which is kind of a bummer. But it, it is what it is. Um, just people didn't get, people just didn't post uh, on time, I guess. But no, they'll still post later on. I'm sure we'll hear from. Uh, Gerald String's comments of today's game at some point. I'm sure he was busy with whatever. I mean, usually he posts in the the new show thread. So, yeah, we'll hear from him again. And always love what Gerald has to say. That guy is just, just, he is just on target, man. So, so let's pass out the awards. Gold star today. I'm going to give it to both Mark Carlson and Tene Brown. Just, you guys are just the best. I mean, unbelievable. Just great comments. Great Oh, man, well, Mark, just the, the description. I mean, he knew he was getting a gold star. The way he put, put that out, he knew it, boy. But Tanae deserves one, too. I mean, out of New Zealand. You guys just, just the bomb. Thank you so very much. Um, I miss Brent Jacobson. I want him to post more on here. Oh, boy. I miss Brent Jacobson. Yep. Um, Going to give a quick shout-out to the Purple Press Box, Sebastian Balls. I want him to post on here, too. I post on his page a little bit, so post on here sometimes, too. I, I need to post on his page more, too, though. That, it's one of those things, though. Now, yeah, yep, the Purple Press Box podcast. You can listen to that on Spreaker, the Spreaker application. That's available on Android and Apple, so it's easy to get. Um, as long as you're connected to the internet somehow, some way, because it streams, basically, it kind of, it's kind of like YouTube, actually. It works like YouTube, but it's Spreaker, it's audio. Um, so it doesn't, it's not as, like, lagging as, like, a video would be. 
but you know cellular connection or wi-fi connection and it's just that way you can listen to it that type of thing spreaker for the purple press box thank you very much sebastian drew bunting and reggie out there as well um so i better keep going with the stars just say hi i miss some people out there silver star I'm kind of all over the place. Justin Mayer Henry. Happy birthday, Justin. And it's not just because it's your birthday. Great posting. And I, I feel for you. This team really let you down on your birthday. Definitely deserving of a silver star today. Um, bronze star is going to go to Yankee. Uh, good post on there as well. <laughs> kind of, it's just kind of good post on the, the active and, and uh, during the game mostly. Some really, some really good stuff out there. Good analogies. And and, and others. So really want to appreciate you guys and for your guys' involvement with this show. Want to thank you again. Your show, this keeps the show going. I mean, it keeps me coming. The guys that you, the guys that post on here and all the wonderful things you have to say. Uh, Gerald String should get a bronze star. That's kind of why I was sounded like I was like thinking there. I'm sorry. Gerald String should also get a bronze star. Uh, good post always. Thank you guys so much for your involvement on this show. Uh, Man, you know, it's like I feel bad not giving people stars. It's just, ugh. But, you know, I'm going to come back and give you stars, so don't worry. <laughs> Some of you that post a lot, man, and and I didn't give you a star today. I gave you a star last week, or I gave you a star week before, and I'll probably give you next week, that type of thing. You know, it's just, I, I go with the flow, and certain things, it's just like, I, it's just, for me, that day, that deserves a star, that type of thing. So please don't ever think I'm leaving you out because I'm sure as hell not. And some of you have gotten stars of the year awards and it's just boom. So don't never think, never feel left out uh, ever because you're definitely a big part of this show. Each and every one of you. I just want to keep mentioning that. Um, what a weird week weather. Why is this kind of hot, cold, hot, cold, uh, kind of weird. Now we're back getting cold again. Timberwolves season openers coming up. Keep up for that Timberwolves explosion. Keep up with Brave the Wild, those of you hockey fans out there. Those are shows that are that I also do. Please keep up with that if you can. If you can, if you care about the Wild or the Timberwolves. Some people like one more than the other. Some people like both. Some people like neither. Some people just they just want to hear Pearl Mafia, and that's that's up to you. That's totally fine. But if you want to hear an, an extra podcast that I do, there it is. <laughs> there there they are. At least one or one of them or both, whatever you choose. <laughs> Oh boy, so I want to wish all of you a happy Halloween, um, because the next time I record, it'll either, yeah, it'll be after Halloween, because the next game is on Halloween. Be smart, be safe, um, I'm not a huge Halloween fan, but I like the festive, festivity-ness, festiveness of it, I like the pumpkins, I like the decorations, it's, it's cool, I'm certainly not into any cult type stuff at all, I'm not into any of that stuff, so, yeah. That's the part of Halloween that I don't like, being a Christian, so yeah. But, you know, I'm not against jack-o'-lanterns and stuff, and even watching a, a horror movie, as long as you don't make that like a part of your life, like you will go way overboard, because, I mean, plenty of people, they could watch a hundred horror movies, they're never going to do anything bad, and other people, they might watch something for five seconds, and they're crazy. It's all depends on the person, to be quite honest to you, as far as I'm concerned. So there you go. I want to thank all of you very much again for your support to the show. Please do tell a friend. Please rate Purple Mafia on iTunes. It could use some attention. There's ratings on there and everything, but it's been a while. That's all. So those of you that haven't done it yet, please do. It only helps the show if you rate Purple Mafia on iTunes or Stitcher. Greatly, greatly appreciated. 
Um, and those of you that have, thank you again so much. I can't thank you enough. Um, so again, stay safe, stay warm, stay cool, whatever it is. And uh, en- enjoy Halloween without being too crazy if you could. <laughs> uh, hopefully the Vikings win that game. I'm sure they will. It'll make a fun Halloween night. Uh, the Bears are going to be a lot scared, more scared than the Vikings, i got to think. And we'll be doing the skull chant here in Minnesota because it's another road game. Vikings will take care of business on the road. Thank you again all so very much. And we'll be back in November, if you can believe that.